Welcome to the Business Legends Podcast, where we interview business leaders and entrepreneurs so that you can learn from their mistakes, pump up your own inspiration, and grow your bottom line. I'm the host of the show, Reese Arlen, and I'm all by myself again today with no co-host. I have given Christian Webb the boot. Uh, he is so important doing CEO-type stuff. I'm, I'm just kidding. He's actually really sick today, so I let him off the hook today. I am joined once again by our super-duper videographer, David Woodruff, with Genesis Films, so make sure to show him some love. And our guest today is a super-awesome Viking character named Yazan Al-Hakim. Did I get that right? Yes. Yaz- Yazan yeah, Al-Hakim. I've been practicing that all morning, so I'm pretty proud of myself on there. Uh, Yazan here owns a Fast Signs in Indian Trail, despite the ripe young age of 20... It's in uh, Independence. Uh, off Independence, excuse yes. me. Okay, so he, has, he owns the Fast Signs off Independence, and despite looking like the uh, the lead character in Vikings, he is straight from Syria. So, wow! Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Well, Yazin. thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. So let's let's dig into it. You're 28 years old, and you know you're you're from a foreign country. You spent some time, which I know from our coffee this morning. Um, grew up in Syria, and then yes. you moved to Jordan for two years, mm-hmm. right? And then you moved from Jordan to Charlotte. Yes, correct. Is that's all? I'm all correct yes. on this so far, and None of your college credits from studying abroad transfer into North Carolina, so you start all over again. Is that right? Yes, basically, yes. When I moved here, I got at the CBCC for a couple of years and then UNCC. So basically, I had to do four more years of college. Oh, my goodness. So yes. you start all over again at square one, and despite all of the you know all of the differences and whatnot, you end up finishing, and then you say, hey, I don't want to do – I don't want to work for somebody else. I want to start my own business. Is that right? That's – yeah. Man, that, so so what what went through your head? Like, why why did you decide that as soon as you get out of out of school that you wanted to do your own thing? So basically, I'm I'm a little bit marketing uh, passionate about marketing, and that went up wrong. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so marketing is my thing. I grew up. I started my career in a graphic designer uh, in a food factory, and then just grew in the business and the marketing department there. Mm-hmm. So when I got here, uh, got my marketing degree and thought that I want to do something for myself, something that I'm literally passionate about. And uh, didn't want to go to the digital marketing realm. I wanted to go to the traditional marketing. Mm-hmm. So Fast Science was one of the, it was a company that I used to work with here in the, you know, three years before. Yeah, and you did I orders actually, with Fast Signs and stuff before? Yes, okay. yeah. So I, I'm involved in a couple of nonprofits, uh, you know. So I used to order some signage from there. And their business concept is pretty unique. Uh, than other signage uh, franchises or other signage company. They're mostly like doing the consultative part or, and they offer the very wide varieties of things. So I thought that that would be a really good business concept. Mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to have a, a local uh, existing franchise that was uh, retiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just bought that. So I got my degree in July 2018 and I just bought the business in August. Oh my goodness. So you went you went right into it. You didn't yes. even you didn't even pass go, you didn't collect 200 bucks. You just went straight into it and you said I want to do my own thing pretty much. Yeah. Man, that's incredible. So you get into Fast Signs and what was it like? I mean, how many employees did you have at the time? At that time I had 6. Okay. Uh, at this time I still have 6. That mm-hmm. we we had a little bit turnover, uh, but uh, we have two good designers. Uh, we have a production guy, an installer, and two of us at sales. Okay, gotcha. So, so you have six, and you said they're a completely different six people, or no, not not completely. We basically there was like three different people. Okay, I gotcha. So you get in, you have six employees, and what was it like taking the reins? You know, here you are. How old are you at the time? Twenty six or twenty seven? Yeah, twenty seven. And and you you get in there, 
and what do you do? I mean, you obviously have experience in marketing. Um, you know what the franchise is all about. I'm assuming there was some franchise training as well. Is yes. that right? Okay. So, you know, Fast Signs has kind of nurtured you into what you need to do from a franchise perspective. Mm -hmm. So you get in there as new ownership. What is that like when you get in? It is much different than what I expected because I was walking in wanting to do the marketing things, wanting to, you know, solve problems and create new uh, solutions from the marketing perspective. But there's this whole new realm of the actual managing and running the business. Sure. Uh, whether well, it's, you know, learning what payroll is mm -hmm. or just doing taxes, taxes yeah, and taxes all that and stuff sure. and all the, rent you know, and whatever yes, else. Yeah. Rent, uh, the actual, you know, running of, like, we, I wasn't a managing part before when I was managing a team, but having no higher uh, person above me, like you're the person doing the HR, doing the, you know, doing yeah. all the other kind of managing stuff with the, with the crew was a, was a learning curve. Yeah, for sure. So let, let's say that um, I wanted to open a Fast Signs um, on the other side of the country. I wouldn't want to compete <laughs> with you. I'd get crushed from what I understand. But um, let's say that I want to open one in, in California or something like that. Yeah. Um, what would your advice to somebody that wanted to do something like that be? And maybe something that you wouldn't get from like, you know, franchise training or something like that. Basically, if you're choosing a, a business or a franchise, or the, the good thing about a franchise is that you have a, you have somebody behind you that mm -hmm. you're not learning anything from you. You're not reinventing the wheel. You're not starting from scratch. I, I walked in. I have a lot of marketing uh, experience. I know most of the products, but making those products is a whole different story. So sure. I do have 35 years of experience with 800, uh, well, almost 800. We are at 727, I think. Yeah. Other franchisees to support you and, you know, a very skilled corporate crew. Mm -hmm. So the franchise thing is really helpful if you don't have that much experience in the business you're going into. Sure. Uh, but the key comes down to just picking something you're passionate about. Yeah. And for Not, you, it was marketing. So it was yeah. kind of a shoe-in type yeah. of thing. Um, so, you know, being from a different country, being from Syria, um, do you think that anything uh, culturally helped you with, um, you know, starting a business in the United States? Um, I would say yes and no. Okay. Uh no, as there, you know, there's some things that you that you learn in the in the business culture from a, from an owner perspective that you, if if you're not raised in here, you won't basically know them. Sure. But that's that's an, usually a, an easy conversation. Yeah. And the yes part is that uh, coming from a whole different culture, having that variety it really helps. Like we have three languages spoken at my center at any given time. Wow. So what are we, the languages? We, by we the way? have Arabic, Spanish, and English. Okay. That literally you're walking in. Whoever is having that conversation, it's usually three different languages just wow. going in. Yeah, and you know. guys all understand each other, or you kind of have your own private conversation? Well, English is the official language. Okay, that's, gotcha, that's, that's right. How, <laughs> sure, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. we communicate. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. But, but you, get, you get to tell secrets, you know, in, in mm -hmm. the other languages and whatnot. So Yeah, it's usually interesting, yeah. Yeah, people are going to be in deep trouble when you learn how to speak Spanish, I think. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have some sort of, you know, understanding of, what, of what's going on. Yeah. But, um, you know, you see this in a lot of, in a lot of um, other types of uh, positions and careers and jobs and centers and like that as well, where people kind of default to their uh, to the language that is their first language. Mm -hmm. and it's not so much about keeping secrets from the boss or whatever, but it's almost like a like a passive understanding of, yeah. of culturally who you are type of yes, thing. Yes, like we uh, we got a new graphic designer, very creative guy. Uh, joins the team a few months ago, and then uh, you know the guy who trained him was the other guy who speaks Spanish. So mm -hmm. 
most of the training was happening, you know, we have a fast science university that will let you know there's some videos and all, you know, all the training that you need to know about sure. the signage aspect of the business. Mm -hmm. And then having that person... Hands-on. Yeah, hands-on, yeah. talking to them, like they have their own comfort level, it's higher with Spanish. Sure. So that really helped him get, get you know, get on track quicker, while both of them speak really good English at the yeah. same time. Has, has that been uh, maybe a, a mark, what I would call a market advantage for your business particularly, the fact that you guys are trilingual, that you have particularly the Spanish, English, and Arabic on hand at any time? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it a lot. Somebody will walk in and, you know, they're very fluent with English, but at mm -hmm. the same time, you know, they will hear the designer name and they all you speak Spanish and then they started speaking Spanish. Interesting. So it's really interesting. Same with Arabic. Like somebody will walk in and I, I can tell that, that that name is an Arabic name. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just, you know, start saying Arabic. And, oh, yes. And then, we, you know, we start to up. So, yeah, it's yeah. really helpful. Uh People are definitely more comfortable speaking their first language. Of course, of yeah. course. I mean, as they as they should be. You know, mm -hmm. no matter no matter how many languages I learn, I'll always default to English. It's what I was born yeah. with. You know, um, so let's let's get back to you know your day one. It's August of 2018, I guess, something like that. Um, you get into the to the center. You have six employees working under you. They're all looking up to you, saying, "What direction do we go with this business?" Um, what was it like from not only a cultural perspective, but a corporate culture. So what was it like um, to basically change hands and change ownership? Yeah. Did, did the previous owner kind of help you with that transition? Yes, he, he, he yeah. helped with the transition. Sure. And uh, I was lucky. I had a really, really uh, tenured, experienced team uh, at the center. Yeah. Uh, we had a combined knowledge of over 100 years of the signage industry. With, wow. You know, just like three people. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. So... You know, we're walking in, you know, obviously you start making the decisions from day one, which I had, you know, to some extent, really low knowledge about. Yeah. So my approach was, I hear you out, mm -hmm. I say what I think it is, and then I ask you, what do you think? Because yeah. at that point, you know, we're all going together. Yes, I do want to, you know, take the business in a different direction, in the direction that I bought the business for, which is going more toward the consultative marketing aspect. Right. But at the same time, when it comes to stuff that, my people are more experienced then. They're, they're the ones who is, the, you know, uh, partially making the decisions. Like, you know, they, they're the ones deciding, yes, that's probably the best way to go. No, I think if we did this a little bit differently, it will go better. Yeah. Yeah. So relying on the experience of the team is what made us uh, not really feel the change. Yeah. I, I can imagine that, especially when it comes to, you know, everybody thinks about fast signs as, a company that you're hanging a bunch of signs up like outside of doors and stuff like that. Yes. Actually, let's go ahead and address that since I brought it up. <laughs> so, so give me in, in your own words, tell me what fast signs does and then we'll keep, we'll keep the ball rolling forward. Yeah. So I, when I answer that question, I like to answer it in a way that doesn't really mention products. Okay. So what we do is uh, we basically help you create for, you know, uh, an inspiring work environment. Like okay. when you walk in the really new, modern uh, offices and you see all the graphics on the wall or, uh, you know, all the shapes and, and the way the whole interior decor is, we do most of that stuff other yeah. than the furniture, of course. Yeah, yeah no furniture. <laughs> no, no, no furniture. Go to the furniture store for that one. Exactly. Yeah. That'll yes. be the next guest. We, you know? we, we recommend, we recommend a, a color ballot, but, you know, yeah. you'll get those somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, when you're running in any facility, a university or a business complex or an apartment complex, the wayfinding thing, which is not just, you know, signs on the wall there is a whole different things of providing that customer experience yeah of uh 
you know, it makes it as easy to the customer as, as possible. So whether if it was safety and compliance with regulations, uh, just, you know, simply a superior branding, just yeah. having that brand everywhere on your wearables and promotional products, you know, when somebody walks in to your business, he, you know, that, that branding hits him more than just the name on the wall. Yeah, you must, you must feel like a like an interior designer without furniture on a day-to-day basis because you're literally programming the the system when you from the moment I mean even from the outside because the outside is the signage and whatever the yeah. window decals say to the inside having things mm-hmm. like stuff on the floor and everything else um, I just ate it at Tinder's you'll have to go up there sometime but I, <laughs> I ate at Tinder's in Cornelius recently and I noticed they had the big T on the wall and they had a big the same T the same signage like in their in their floor and it was actually something that I noticed yeah. you know so it's it's amazing how much that actually does translate into the consumer experience it does we are visual creatures we yeah. take 90% of our knowledge just visually yeah and just yeah. The, everything from the way that you learn to the experience that you have mm-hmm. with stuff as well um, branding is a very powerful thing um, so now we got that out of the way right. um, so what what types of projects are your favorites to work on? And I know that that goes much further than you know if you're designing a whole thing and it's a big project, which means you know a lot of money. Everybody wants to make money, but what what are your favorite types of things to work with? Usually, when we don't know what we're dealing with, that's usually what I love most. Interesting. If somebody walks in knowing what he wants, yeah. and that's the right thing to want. Yeah. You know, you you obviously will recommend the you know the different varieties of it. You. Submit, right? You actually make it and you deliver it. But yeah. the, my best projects are the ones that people come to with a problem, not with, a, you know, a Not purchase. with a solution in mind. Yeah, yeah, not, not with a PO, but people come in with a problem. Like, hey, we're having, you know, people are having problem reaching this point or we're having problem, you know, seeing us or, or uh, you know, having sales issues with people thinking we're something else or... Yeah. So that whole thing is usually when it's fun. Yeah. When, when you, I walk in, start looking around, you know, measuring the facilities, trying to see where what goes best, color-wise, or yeah. 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 So that's you. usually what what the fun projects are. It's that, the one that does not really have a. That's such an interesting comment. It probably speaks highly of your personality too. In that you know most people work on a day in day out basis, and they they don't give much consideration into thinking about. Um, you know, solving the problem. You know, they they kind of work work their job nine to five, leave it at home, and then go back in the next day at nine or whatever. And yet, here you are at twenty seven. You decide to go into business for yourself, and then your favorite thing to do is solving an unknown problem. And the thing about that is that you don't even know what you're going to encounter. I mean, you don't know if you're going to have to do a signage that you've never done before, or a type of decal, or yeah, or which whatever makes else. It more fun. Yeah, which I makes mean, it usually different. Sometimes I'll I'll sit down with a client and then I'll sell something and then we go back to okay how we're we gonna make this and yeah like, no you can't make it. yeah right and, you, and then you, you just need figure to out. figure out a way to make it and we usually do we yeah. end, we end up making that yeah whatever solution I come up with sitting there yeah Christian is is absolutely notorious for that <laughs> like uh, I wish he was I wish he was here but uh, I get to make fun of him when he's not because he's my best friend but um, he's he's notorious for no matter what the customer wants. The answer is yes because we will deliver it, you know. Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter, you know, what they're trying to achieve. The answer is yes. He is like the biggest yes man in existence, and it's definitely created some hair pulling moments for me. <laughs> it definitely does. Yeah. I usually I'm straightforward about it. like we haven't tried this before, but I really think it can work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll figure it out, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's also something that is worth mentioning is that so many people think that in marketing or any position. They think that you have to have the answer there. 
you don't have to have the answer. You have to have the willingness to produce the solution. So mm -hmm. even if you've never tried something like that before, even if I, I don't, I don't know your business intimately, but even if there's a sign you've never worked with or material or something like that, having the willingness to find the answer to that is really what the customer needs because yeah. that's what they want to produce type of thing. Um, is there, is there a favorite maybe type of sign or type of, um, thing that you've, that you've created that, that maybe you were, um, I won't say unqualified to do, but something that, you know, you can think of that you had never tried before and, and then it just came out wonderfully. Anything like that? Uh, that was in my very, very first few months, I think either the first or the second, uh, you're familiar with the frosted uh, glass that, yeah. that's put on, you know, usually offices and corporates. Yeah, sure. So what I was, I came in, I was like, can we print on that? He was like, yeah. no, you can't print on that. And yeah. You know, we made a few, let's, let's just try and print on that. See yeah. See that goes. And it turned out really, really good. Did it? Yes. That's we, interesting. I have it in, the, in, the, in my black like, interest. When you walk in, there's a whole Charlotte uh, thing on the wall. Yeah. And it's uh, frosted glass. It's it is frosted glass that has been. So the colors, when it's printed on frosted, it, it's not that it, when you put it on a wall or anything white, mm -hmm. the color are still have that frosted look. It's still shiny. It's still light through. Yeah. Uh, but it gave it a very, very unique look that we haven't even tried before. And you yeah. know, most of the people that walk in, I'll just like, you know, we can do something like this. Yeah. And I just point at it. It was like, oh, yeah, that, that looks awesome. It looks great. So, yeah. so we've done it multiple more times. Yeah. That's interesting. Isn't it funny that I asked you that, you know, completely unknowing of the answer and you thought of it immediately you knew exactly because, what because it was it was one of the first things and just yeah that's definitely it yeah that's yeah. that's tremendous man you know the, the effects of branding um you know i i think about it seems like particularly in the last 10 years and please correct me if i'm wrong on this but it seems like there's been a lot more led lighting with stuff as opposed to you know regular other bulbs or something like yes. that yeah so prices and regulations still you know following up to the demand but usually that's basically where the new direction is heading. And it's not just LED. LED is always fine because you can change the actual message without having to you know, take it off, put it back in. Sure. You can just change it from your phone. But uh, the key is, is interactive. Is yeah. when, when you walk into uh, a mall and you see that kiosk there, rather than just reading where everything is, mm -hmm. you can just type. Yeah. Or, or, you know, move the actual map till you find where your store is or where you are. That whole digital interactive is definitely where the industry is going. That's that's an interesting. I didn't even think about that, you know, because that I mean, I can't think of how many times I've been frustrated. Like you said, going to the mall. Yeah. And like, oh, where's that store at? And you have no idea. But then if you have a, a place, I the first time I ever saw that, by the way, kind of embarrassing. But the first time I ever saw that was in a casino. <laughs> so <laughs> at a casino, I'll, I never forget because I was I must have been 21, 22 at the time. And I saw that interactive map and I was looking for, I don't know, probably the bars <laughs> or whatever. And, and I remember seeing it, you know, because I was mm -hmm. meeting somebody at that place yeah. or whatever. But And you probably your experience changed just because you can get to, you know, where you want to go without being frustrated or yeah. just feeling lost for even a few seconds. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. it, it maintains the, the positive experience because, you know, things like that, I like to think about how the stimulus engages the, the person, mm -hmm. you know. And so just like you said, instead of having an experience where I was wondering, you know, how to find this place or whatever, yeah. it gave me an experience where I was seeking, where I was able to find that stuff. So that's that's yeah. really interesting. Um, are there uh, are there other examples of, of things that are interactive? So we think about big centers like malls, conference centers, and casinos and stuff like that. 
Can you think of other examples of where things are interactive like that, or is there seen a thing? A million other examples. Any, oh, yeah. any way that you can think of, you can probably, the whole customer experience, especially in the retail market, in mm -hmm. the actual brick and mortar stores that you walk in, customer experience is becoming the key. Otherwise, you know, even huge brands are suffering yeah. when they don't have that customer experience. When, the, when you think of the successful ones are usually the ones when you walk in, you know, everything is just right there where you want it. You can, you know, the, yeah. that whole experience is easy and smooth and intuitive. Yeah. Uh, restaurants, for example, that, you know, when you can walk in, you can have a, an interactive s small sign on, on the table that you can order from and mm -hmm. kids can play games on. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Trying to think of other examples. But you yeah. can, you know, you can, you can look anywhere for it and it, it, it will work. Yeah. Even if it's not been tried before. I'm always fascinated with hearing you know, people that much like yourself are experts in their specific industry talking about the development, the the process of, you know, where this industry is going. And I think you're spot on that it's that's going to be interactive yeah. stuff, you know. Um, one of the things, uh, the words that I've, or the word that I've heard you say a couple of times this morning is the wayfinding experience. And the thing that's interesting to me about that is that I don't think I've ever used that word before, you know, but, but the ability to uh, project somebody and, and point them in their direction. Um, and I mean, this goes for everything. I mean, if somebody's walking into a Belks or a Macy's or something like that, looking for clothing, having the ability to get to their places. And once again, casinos do this exceptionally well. It's pretty hard to find your way out of a casino. You know? yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden you put another 20 in that slot machine. Cause it looks, but you can always you know, know where the game you have to be looking for is. Yeah. yeah. It's that's it's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I would bet I'd love to see if there's any quantifiable research on this, <laughs> but I would bet that casinos are the absolute best at that wayfinding principle and, and finding it. I mean, I, I've even noticed, just because I've been in so many casinos, I've even noticed how it seems like they shape their uh, like their carpets and stuff because most of the carpets have certain shapes in them that kind of mm -hmm. point towards directions yeah. and whatnot. And I'll never forget, because I just happened to notice it, I was in a casino in, in Las Vegas, and they actually had like a yellow brick road type of type of path in the middle of the casino mm -hmm. so you knew where you were going but with that said the carpet that was pointing towards the slot machines and the and whatever else looked like it it legitimately was triangles that were pointing outwards right mm -hmm. and so it was almost like if you think about it conceptually i'll never forget this because i was like this is evil <laughs> but i looked down and i was like it's literally tell like you know conceptually speaking and from a bird's eye view it's literally pointing it at all these different you know slot machines and stuff and next thing you know here i am sitting in a slot machine where am i you know <laughs> or whatever yeah. else so it's a it's a really interesting experience so fast signs wonderful business um it seems like you're you're extremely happy with the franchise as a whole um all the experience you can pull from um, yes definitely and you know all all the things that that they do um what you know on a, on a day-to-day -day basis um from a from a marketing perspective what types of things do you recommend for folks um let's say i'm a i'm a new brick and mortar store or something um and i'm just kind of starting fresh um, what's your kind of go-to recommendations as far as uh, creating a more welcoming environment for the customer to that business? So that depends on, on what kind of business you're in, which is the key thing, because if you know who you are personally and what the personality of your business is and who you're targeting as a customer, mm -hmm. you can cater that experience you know, to that thing. But the key is always to be unique. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, being unique is my, my usual go-to challenge is if I took your logo off your 
of everything. And yeah. I still walked into your store. Do I still know where I am? Yeah. That's basically it. Because, you know, if you have that color scheme that's consistent with your branding that's everywhere, mm -hmm. uh, this is where you're really on the right path towards branding. Because, yeah. you know, you're low. And, and usually people will just, you know, the, the first thing that will cut costs is like marketing. No, no, no. Yeah, we'll, we'll deal with that later. Yeah. Because it's not as, as, as direct influence as as you know some other stuff are mm -hmm. but when you think about it this is how people view you when you when you walk in, in any kind of business and you see it you know a very bad looking front of, of that business and you sure. walk in it's really you know just paints on the wall yeah uh, it, it reflects your whole perception of the whole business you right know, how professional they are or, you know what they're actually doing a lot of time you walk into a business and it takes you a few seconds to know what they do yeah for sure, and and you know, I would say that's a that's a failure then of that business to to brand itself appropriately. You yeah. know, um, I mean, not that you have to have everything in place everywhere. You know, not that you need to have everything from from your pens and papers to say that that logo to the you know the signage out front to everything else. But I think something that a lot of businesses miss, and it's something that I just notice, you know, is that their brand is not consistent. And when you were speaking just now, I was thinking about the psychological aspects of marketing, you know, everything from creating the correct call to action to uh, creating brand congruency and consistency, uh, creating good corporate culture. And I was thinking about like color psychology, you know, and so, you know, your different colors are associated with different emotions or they mm -hmm. elicit certain responses in the human psyche. And, you know, just last week I was, I was in a facility and I'll, I'll never forget. Like, I mean, let's say that they're, that their colors were, I don't know, blue and orange or something like that or whatever. And then all of a sudden you see something that's with their same logo, but it's white and black or, or white and red or something like that. And it just kind of creates this, this conflict yeah. in, in, in your mind. And I just noticed it right then and there. If they're close, that's okay. But if it's something that's completely off, you know, let's say they're yellow and green and then you get something that's like blue and pink or something. Yeah, you know? that, that's way off. I mean, yeah. it's way off if it's a different shade of blue. It's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, at that point you're off at your consistency. Right. Yeah. That's, and things like that really matter. You know, people, mm -hmm. people don't think about it on a day to day basis. Whenever you own a business, you, uh, you don't really think about those things on the daily of, of how these things affect you. But then all of a sudden at the end of the year, you might notice that your bottom line has dropped or, or that you haven't reached that growth goal that you wanted to just simply based on the fact that you're not in an environment that's conducive for your consumership. You yes, know? definitely. A, a branded environment will not just affect your bottom line as far as, you know, sales. First of all, you can get with any other type of marketing, you could get people in, mm -hmm. but retaining that relationship, retaining that customer is, is what your branding in your facility will look like. Right. And plus your customer experience, your yep. customer service, your, your, your actual dealing with, with the clients. Yeah. But most businesses have that right. Most businesses that are opening new or, or been existing know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a general rule. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, it's, a, it's there for a couple of years. Yeah, you, gotta, uh, you, have but, to, you have to wear different hats. You know, you have yeah. to associate it. Everything from, you know, training your sales force to training the, uh, you know, one of the biggest things that'll that'll blow consumership for you, especially in 2020, is not having good customer service. You know, not, mm -hmm. not having, it's one thing, once again, to have a, a beautiful facility, but if you don't have a friendly person working there, exactly. that can blow the experience and, and, too. And the opposite is the same thing. Absolutely. As, yep. you know, as, as important as it is to have the best person out there knowing about your business, trying his best to do, you know, mm -hmm. for, for the customer, it's important to have that environment that you walk in 
And it goes hand in hand because it's not just for the customers. It's mm -hmm. for your employees as well. Sure. Working yeah. in an environment that is branded, that is, you know, the colors, like you mentioned, the psychology really affects you're there for eight hours. If, yep. if, you know, if your visual perspective should be relaxed, should be calming. Yep. Uh, if you're working in a more creative industry, there is some, you know, uh, a whole nother different environment of the offices that will reflect that uh, creativity and will, you know, it will help stimulate it. For sure. Yeah. I, uh, you know, we moved into a new office in, in November and that's, that's how we, how we convinced David to join us too, by the way, but, um, we moved into a new office and we didn't know you at the time, so don't judge me for this, but we, uh, we end up getting, um, a couple branded, uh, signage in our, in, in our facility. Right. Mm -hmm. And we would have gone with you obviously had we known you at the time. No, I, well, I, had, I had another good friend do it. So, you know, I would have let you guys duke it out or something, put you guys in a, in a boxing ring. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, but we, you know, we ended up spending quite a bit of money on, on putting, you know, a glass sign on, on our, our main wall and, uh, putting different decals into the, into the offices themselves. And Christian, my business partner was like, you know, we're kind of spending, a lot of money on this. I was like, yes, we are. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this stuff matters because when you go into the place, you know exactly where you're at, you know exactly what you're supposed to do, mm -hmm. you know, to stay focused on your task, you know? And I mean, I, I believe that that stuff's just quintessential to the importance of, of business, you know? Uh, David here is going to get some, uh, some sweet Genesis film stuff soon and put it, put it up in, in the office and check it all out. But he actually just, uh, again, he didn't know you, so don't judge him, but uh, he, just, he just got some car branding stuff on, on his uh, vehicle as well. So you, That's you know we're, always fun to work with. Yeah. Oh, the car, yeah. the yes. car stuff? Everything is different model, different year, different template. Yeah. It, you know, getting it exactly right yeah. is a challenge. Is that, I was going to say, is, you know, just because the different shapes of vehicles, this is such a specific question, but just because of the different shapes of vehicles, does that, like, I mean, does that create a lot of difficulty with putting on a decal correctly and whatever, if it's printing a, it correctly? If it's a small decal, yeah. like on the side, not really, no. Yeah. Uh, you just have to measure the space that you're going on, and that's sure. basically it. But if you're doing a full wrap, that's that's a different matter. For sure. Yes, different. Yeah. Do you do a lot of, uh, like, bleed-out areas where, where you know, you can kind of cut it if it's if it's stretched over or something like that? or No. No? No. You got to get it. You got to exactly. get it right. Wow. Otherwise, you're redoing it. Oh, man. That's wild. That's, I, I, that, that's like, my biggest nightmare, because I know, I know how big of a pain in the neck vinyl decals and stuff like that can be. Mm -hmm. And, I mean... I just, there's no way I could do that. I'm not dexterous enough, you know? <laughs> if if I was working for you and I was doing a car wrap, I would literally do like, you'd have to print out like 10 of them. <laughs> I'd just print out 10 of them and we'll figure it out, I guess. But I don't know, that's that's who I am as a person. You got to know your strengths, I guess. Um, so let's kind of wrap this up a little bit. But um, let me ask you one one more thing here that's important and then, and then I'll uh, go from there. But um, let's say, you know, you're going back in time back to a year and a half ago and you get this Fast Signs franchise. What what do you wish that you would have known at the time, looking back? Everything. Everything. Yeah, you, when you think about it, you know, every, sure. every new thing that you do is, is basically, or every mistake that you do, is, yeah. comes down to a minor little yeah, piece of information. Don't hire a car decals. <laughs> right, right, right. No, <laughs> but, a minor piece of information that says, you know, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, just, that was it. Yeah. And then we have to do it again. Yeah. But it's it's definitely something that, that's interesting because we never do the same mistake again. Yeah. Yeah, you got to learn from them. Is, yeah. the, is there any so? Let's say that there's a, somebody in California that's opening up a fast signs tomorrow. What what would be your chief advice that you'd give them? Chief advice is always to be you know to hire the right people and take care of them afterwards. That's 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 always the key thing because you can do everything mm -hmm. to a certain extent. Yeah, 
And then, you know, you, you have to have a team, and that team is reflecting everything in your company, whether it was the, you know, talking with the customers, being mm-hmm. able to provide the perfect solution for them, and actually, you know, making it, whether if it was the designer or the production or the installer. All those people need to be happy with what they're doing, needs to be experts in what they're doing. And what we focus on uh, is always learning something new. We have a monthly meeting that we, you know, we would have a subject every month and then we just learn about something new every month. It's always yeah. fun to expand your knowledge because even if it's something that's not really related to our day-to-day business, mm-hmm. it will come in handy. It will expand yeah. our, yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times that, uh, you know, Cri- Christian, my business partner, he he always approaches me with stuff that like, oh, you should know this. I'm like, no, I shouldn't. Like, <laughs> like that's, that's, that has nothing to do with me whatsoever. But it, it's amazing, and uh, and I hope that he never listens to this part of the cast. But um, don't worry, he probably won't. He he's busy doing Christian things. But um, you know, he'll give me something. He'll be like, oh, I want you to watch this, and I do. You know, and it's amazing because that might stimulate an idea that's completely non-related mm-hmm. on another contract or another. Yeah relationship or on another thing but expanding your knowledge is always a valuable thing to do Definitely, you know? yes. um, I really like that about your corporate culture that you make it a point to uh, make sure that people um, maintain their their expansion and knowledge in, in these environments and stuff um, okay so I like to end out the podcast with with one funny question um, so here's my here's my question for oh, you since right. you have the most <laughs> glorious Viking like beard that I've that I've yet had on this show how long do you think I should grow this situation out? <laughs> you think I should go the whole way, or you think I should keep it? Keep go, it? go the whole way. Go the whole Definitely. way. Definitely, yes. Down to the Always. belly button. Yep. Yeah, going. Just going, go for it. Yeah, just go for it. Yeah. You know, I'll hit you up for Halloween, and, and maybe we can get some battle axes or something like that, and <laughs> we can do them in house. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's perfect. Yeah. There you go. We can just do a shit. <laughs> yeah. You'll. You need. Okay. So this is what this is what I want you to do. <laughs> we'll, we'll close. Oh God, we started the Viking conversation. So this is what I want you to do. Whenever you replace a sign that you're just discarding. I want you to like just put them in a warehouse somewhere, and then we're gonna just burn them all and like take battle axes to them. Come come Halloween, we'll Viking it up. All right. <laughs> Yazan Al Hakim <laughs> is yes. my guest. I got it right this time. Um, Yazan Al Hakim uh, owns the Fast Signs off Independence. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do they get a hold of you? If if how do our listeners get a hold of you if they need some signage or anything else that Fast Signs can provide? Uh, you can email us, call us, or stop by. Okay. Uh, we're right off Independence on the next to that golden building that. Gorgeous golden building. Yeah. Uh, or call us 704-531-8000 or just email us at 67 at fastscience.com. Very good. Yazan, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Today. Yeah. All right.